Yo, what's happening people? It's Travis right now. I'm just here to let you know that we are recording via Zoom this week, which means the audio quality is not going to be as crisp as it usually is. But, but we have a special surprise for you. We have a guest from Nigeria who is killing it in the game right now. And hopefully he'll be able to inspire us overseas, wherever we might be, to do the same. And without further ado, here's the pod. Welcome back to the Rise at Home podcast. The place where we share all the tea, all the laughs, all the failures and all the successes on our journey to financial freedom. My name's Amma. I'm Travis. I'm Money Mikes. And you're listening to Rice at Home. Hi guys, welcome back to the Rice at Home podcast. Um, it's episode 66. I kind of feel weird saying that. Um, damn, we're really getting through these episodes, aren't we? Um, you said that last time. Yeah, I know, but we really are getting through these episodes. Um, <laughs> time is really flying and yeah, 2019 is just running away. Um, how is everybody? Yeah, all good. It's fine. Yeah, yeah bless me. Yeah, you? we are uh, me. Oh, um, yeah, I'm actually good. You know, changed up my routine, um, doing things backwards, which oh, has yeah. actually helped me out. And Tell us more. it's only been the first day. Tell us more about that. Oh, basically, I've come up with this own personal challenge called March Madness. I'm basically just going to be doing a madness this March, um, okay. pitching, 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 and prospecting every single day so that I can increase my income and yeah increase my value and decrease the amount of time that i'm working doing stupid work so yeah that's basically what i'm doing right now and it's serving me well it's only the first day but it's pretty decent cool sounds good sounds good um we actually have a special guest today um we are joined by i'm gonna let you introduce yourself Okay. Now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay. My name is Abdul Kowi. Um, I'm a Nigerian. I'm 21 year old. Uh, I'm into e-commerce and, yeah, basically an entrepreneur. Hustler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we've got, you know, Abdul all the way from Nigeria here um, to join us. He's really going to drop some tea. Um, this is also going to be um, an episode where it basic, you basically don't have any excuses anymore. It, you know, if Abdul from Nigeria is killing it, you in the UK, you in the US, what are you doing with your life? You know? <laughs> so, at the end of the day, <laughs> we're, we're just bringing on guests by guests just to show you guys that this dream of ours is actually possible and people are making these dreams happen every single day. So, yeah, um, Abdul... Before yeah. everything that happened, like before you get into entrepreneurism and any, anything like that, business, e-commerce, okay. what were you like before? Uh, a typical, I would say, a typical teenage Nigerian. Uh, I grew up in a family where I saw how things were going and I decided, no, I didn't want this kind of lifestyle for myself, right? Uh, mm-hmm. My mom is my mom is uh, my mom is a teacher. My dad is a lecturer. 
a university lecturer, right? And I felt it's not rewarding enough. Like um, mm. being a nine-to-five person, I've seen I've seen their struggles. Okay, so I was like, no, this life isn't meant for me. You understand? I have an elder. Okay, we are like we are like five. We are five in the family. Five in the family. Uh, I have four siblings, one elder brother, and I have three younger sisters. Okay. So my my and my other brother is twelve years older than I am. Okay, he's doing his PhD currently. Um, I'm in my finals in the university. So seeing all that and seeing the kind of lifestyle they were living, you understand, made me desire that. No, 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 I don't want this. I don't want this kind of lifestyle, okay? Uh, the way the system operates, I don't want it. So, And I stumbled on this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm. Ah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Rich Dad, Poor Dad, isn't it? It's always that book. <laughs> <laughs> the book changed my entire perspective on finance, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been an average reader, right? I've always read. I read basically anything I can lay my hands on. <laughs> so when I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, it gave me a total reorientation. Like, okay, this isn't how things should be. You should make your money work for you. You shouldn't be trading your time for money. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. And Basically, uh, I saw how the system was operating. My dad would have to wait for like five, six months and he doesn't get paid. My mom would wait for like seven months and she doesn't get paid. And I was like, is this the kind of lifestyle I want to live when I'm done with school, you know? This started, uh, when my life really changed was when I was 15. I started hustling, basically. Uh, I would get... I don't know, less than 20 cents uh, daily. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, that was it. I was getting less than 20 cents daily at 15 then, and I was like, no, I don't want this, okay? Mm-hmm. That's, that, that was, that's 15 I had. So I was getting that then, and I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want this kind of thing. So you understand, I was more like a rebel amongst the kids, because my own mode of thinking was way way different um you give me money all i'm after is how can i multiply or make this money more you understand yeah everyone was like dad is an academic mom is an academic so why is it that i'm always uh entrepreneurial from there i decided okay um i started trading airtime like i'll buy airtime they give me pocket they give me pocket money and I take my money, I'll buy it and sell it to my seniors back then. Because even doing uh, the body nows, it is absolutely a band for you to use your phone. Okay? I would use my own money to buy airtime because I knew people were doing it illegally in school to use their phones. And you know, they can't ask for permission from the house master or house mistress to get um, airtime. So I will take it upon myself to send um, one of the security guards. I'll send him to get me airtime. I'll buy it in bulk. 
then I'll sell it to the seniors. So that was my, that was like my first journey into business, right? Wow. Um, and I was 15, you know, although it came with a lot of challenges. I need to, all this bribery, I need to settle. <laughs> <laughs> I need to settle the security. I needed to settle the house masters. But then I was making money. From then I started making money at least. By the time I was done in my GSS classes, I was, you know, I was buoyant, financially buoyant than most of my mates. Mm-hmm. At least I bought a bicycle. Then I decided, okay, now I'm changing how it is. I'll cycle to save up money and then I'll invest that money into business. So, mm-hmm. so that was where it all started from, right? Now, my journey into e-commerce is funny. Um, I, had, I had the cousin that traveled to New Jersey. He's in New Jersey currently. And he told me then, I think I was, I started as a freelancer. I was making money as a freelancer. No one knew. Like I was making the money and I was using that money to take care of myself. You know, I, I was getting less than $45 a month. I was using um, out of it to transfer myself to school. So basically, all these challenges were like developing me into um, becoming more of an entrepreneur. Yeah. So uh, each time I faced um, a problem, I decided, okay, fine, how can I, instead of thinking, oh, why is this happening to me? No, I don't think that way. I think, how can I go around this? How can I make this work? How can I make this situation work for myself? Okay. Yeah. So since I started making money, instead of me, I think the financial literacy I had from all this reading, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, Melonia Next Door, um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So I think all that basically developed my financial literacy, and I decided, fine, this is the kind of life I want, and I believe. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstances you find yourself, it is left to you to change. You, you can rewrite your story, okay? You don't say because uh, you, fa- you are faced with challenges and you sit back. You get defeated that way. And I'm someone, I don't give up. <laughs> I don't give up on anything. Like So when I started making money from freelancing and I told my cousin that, okay, this is how much I was making from freelancing, he said, he knows most guys are going into dropshipping. And I was yeah. like, okay, fine. Let me just, let me delve into this. I don't know. I made I made some money then, but I got duped, okay? <laughs> I got duped because um, I didn't have, okay, as a Nigerian, you need, uh, when you are under 18, you need a parental signature to open a bank account. Okay. Except you are in the um, university. If you are not in the university, you can't open. You, you need a, you even need an ID card to open a student's account. Okay, but I had none of this. Okay, so there is no way I could open a bank account. Yet I knew. Okay, I had this money. How could I get paid? All these uh, people didn't giving us issues back then. Currently, Nigeria Nigeria is blacklisted that people you can only pay out you can't receive oh. so yeah <laughs> oh. that's how it is you can't you can't receive 
So I felt like, okay, how can I go about this? I, I told my cousin, then he linked me up with someone. And the guy was basically like a middleman between myself. So uh, when people buy from my store online, he gets paid. I give him a commission and he pays into an account. He also is more like the person that uh, sorts the issues out between myself and the supplier. So this continued until I ran into an issue. The supplier was selling branded products. So I was slammed with a lawsuit. Okay? I was slammed with a lawsuit that mm -hmm. I'm dropshipping branded products. And the guy ran he absconded with the money because he probably thought I was going to be jailed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I had to, yeah, I had to start all over again. You can imagine wow. someone that was already making enough. And <laughs> so now starting all over again was very, very, it was very, very traumatic. Um, I had already gotten a laid down background of everything. But you know, something you started, you made profits, and then you have to sell, you had to sell up the store. Like, yeah. Uh, there's a website, yeah. Flipper. I had to sell the store on Flipper and I had to start all over again. Oh, now man. starting all over again was like, I, it's not something I can tell anyone at all. This is something I've been doing on my own. Uh, that must have been so it's hard. More like, yeah, it's more like a personal also. <laughs> so I couldn't tell anyone. I can't apply for um credit cards there's no way i could go about it so i basically had to face freelancing again now okay. uh, i i was doing freelancing and i was pitching i'm good at copywriting i've learned uh, at least i have 21 skills i have 21 certificates from various online institutions i have from massachusetts institute of technology i have from udemy so i'm taking courses online that boosted my portfolio okay, okay. most people see most people see my portfolio and they are like, wow, you are doing amazing for a young guy of your age, you understand? Yeah, yeah. But I just kept doing all this. I I was taking courses online to his boredom back then, okay? Whenever I get um, connection to the internet, I just take courses online. So I was developing myself, but I didn't know it would eventually help but then I started pitching businesses. I was pitching businesses. I was getting um, a lot of... I was getting... I was making money. So I was making money and then I decided, it's fine. Let me go back into this. Winners never quit and quitters never win. So if I stop this thing, it means I'm basically a loser. And I should say I have ego. I hate being seen as a loser because I was bullied. In, I was bullied a lot in secondary school. And I saw myself as if I could stand up for myself back then, it would have saved me a lot of bullying that I had yeah. to witness. So then I'm like, okay, let's just see it as if I'm being bullied right now. So should I keep mute and keep getting uh, this bad thought? Like, okay, fine, you're a loser. I kept telling myself that. So I'm, I see myself as my hype man. So I decided that, fine, let me just go back into this. And funny enough, I, I've done very, very well. Like, I've broken a lot, a whole lot of records that seems impossible. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> funny because <laughs> it's, it's really funny. Like, I kept doing it. 
I started and I created a team. Okay, I have a virtual assistants that I hired. And from there, it, it, it just went, like he was growing, it was growing. Um, currently, I have a team of um, Facebook ads, but I have those that are in charge of the, um, auto. My store is basically on autopilot. Honestly, That's it's just beautiful. been amazing. It's, it's been amazing. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're smiling so much. <laughs> like, honestly, like, it's been amazing, honestly. Like, uh, now people see me and they feel like, oh, this guy is some kind of god. And I'm like, no, 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 no I'm not. It's just, I never give up. I decided I'm going to do this for myself because I believe everything we are doing currently, you just have to keep doing it for yourself. No matter um, the challenges you face, no matter um, the trauma you go through, you can write your own story. I could have decided that fine, I was molested, I was abused, I, I had issues growing up, or see myself as lower. You know, I think issues that I even faced developed my self-confidence. Mm-hmm. The fact that I faced a lot of issues changed my orientation about life. I felt, okay, fine. If you can pull through this, then the next one, no matter what, you pull through. So that was it. Um, when I even had issues in between, because, see, when I started dropshipping, it wasn't all rosy. To be candid, it wasn't all rosy at all. There were days you run ads, you create stuff, uh, a product you believe would make sales would just tank. Like, you would do make sales. And then you feel like, am I doing something wrong? Is there something I'm doing that doesn't make sense? And I felt, well, let's just do it. I knew I was doing it for myself, okay? But now it seems like whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it to represent uh, youngsters out there. And one thing I always had in mind was this. It is very, very common amongst us here in Nigeria. Like, we have guys that go into fraud, okay? We have guys that go into cyber crime. And I said, no, I wasn't going to go into this. I wasn't going to do this. I believed I can make it successfully um, in a legitimate way. There's no way I would go into fraud and have anything to say later. Now I'm, I'm like building an empire for myself. I decided I'm going to stand out and make it obvious that as a Nigerian, you can actually make it. And funny enough, see, I'm on the podcast right now. We met through the internet. If I was someone that lacked integrity, there's no way you, would, you guys would interview me today, you understand? Yeah. So I'm like just standing out and making it known that, see, no matter what you're doing, keep doing it. Someday you get recognized. And someday soon, whatever it is you are doing would pay off. So that's it. That's basically the background into my journey into the. <laughs> that's my. That's the background into my journey into anything related to the internet, e-commerce, freelance. So, any question you want to ask them? Cool. Thank um, you for sharing your story, man. Thank you. Like I'm just listening. Like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> And it's so inspiring to hear that. Like, yeah. Um, what I wanted to ask you, I want to take it all the way back. Um, so you said um, the first thing you did was freelancing. Yeah. 
So you, when you learned your skills, you said you got um, qualifications from like MIT and all of this. Um, yeah. What pushed you to do that? Or was it just, you said boredom, but was it something more or was it literally just boredom? No, there's more, there's more to it, okay. actually. Um, I felt, okay, the thing is this, I attended, there was a seminar I attended before. There was, I attended this seminar when I was much younger and yeah. I saw a guy, I saw a guy, I saw a guy, um, he said something. He said, do not rely on just your um, university certificates, okay? He says, if you can do more for yourself, it will pay off in the long run. Yeah. And it is true. Yeah, in Nigeria, finishing with a degree, you might like you might get a job that pays you less than $20 in a month. You understand? Yeah. And I thought of it, I was like, okay, if I if I'm done, I'm a man, I would have to provide for my family. I'll have I'll like I'll have kids, I have a wife. So am I going to be dependent on my parents even after I'm married? Yeah. So I decided, no, let me just keep saving. So I decided, let me keep saving up. Let me take courses. I knew definitely one way or the other, this will make way for me. And I had always had it in mind. I don't want to do a nine to five job. So that was the main point. Like, I do want to do a nine to five job. I'm more like an anti nine to five because of what I've seen, what I've experienced. So that was mainly what made me take those courses although yeah bottom was part of it yeah. <laughs> <But> the main point <laughs> the main point is I don't want to do it now it's five yeah so that's why I was taking most of the courses cool so right now um, all of us are freelancing as well um, and a lot of the time when you're starting out the hardest thing is finding that first client how did you do it yeah bro it was difficult <laughs> tell me about it getting someone to believe that you can deliver what it is you have, man, that is difficult. Yeah. And now breaking the barrier, because my first client was not a Nigerian. Mm-hmm. My first client is an Irish guy. Oh. Yeah. On that Fiverr. was really interesting. Oh, on Fiverr. Was, okay, so you ran everything through Fiverr. Yeah. Okay. So... It was an Irish guy, but the guy is dead now. He died of cancer last year. Oh, no. All right, please, man. But that was like, it took me close to six months. Yeah, six months. It took me six months of consistently pitching my services for me to get a job. And when this happened, uh, the guy was like, okay, fine. I'll give you a trial. I told him, if you don't like what I do, don't pay me. You understand? I was that yeah. experience. I just wanted to make, like, I wanted to make something, and at least someone should believe in what I have to offer. You know, yeah. it's 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 very very daunting when um, you have something you you trust what you can offer, but yet everyone feels like no, you are man to nothing. You understand? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, just please, just let me do this for you. I did it for him, and he was so impressed. I think my. As I think it was seventy-five dollar. I said I would take. It was search engine optimization. I said I'll take seventy-five dollars, and he said no problem. If I do it, fine, you pay me. This guy gave me two hundred dollars. Oh, come on! Yes, that's it. Preach. <laughs> Honestly, like he was like he, he said. 
I did so good because his website ranked higher, you know, when he searched for his website, you yeah. had to see it immediately. So he was very, very happy. And he said, he said something and that stuck with me. He said, no matter what you do, just keep being honest as you've always been. And he says, someday to someday to pave way for you. And he became more like a foster dad to me because we kept in touch since then. And you know, it was amazing. It was amazing. But getting that first client is the toughest. I do say, even making your first sale is often tough. But once you break that barrier, everything keeps going down slow. Yeah. So yeah, getting my first client was the toughest. Yeah, I, I can definitely relate. Um, <laughs> I was I, I was calling myself a freelancer for like three, four months with no clients. <laughs> and then <laughs> I've only recently got one like, in the last like two, three weeks. So yeah, it's it's a lot. It's not easy. But no, it's not. Do you find it became... So you said um, during the time you were pitching consistently. One thing I wasn't doing within the time... I was calling myself a freelancer, was pitching consistently. Um, yeah. Do you find things become easier when you are consistent? Yes, it does become easier. You know, um, for example, copywriting, um, if you start copywriting today, you don't expect to have words that move people like you would mm. if you do it consistently. You know, Amma does something and I've observed, a page blows up like, I, I go through it and I'm like, man, this baby is a beast when it comes to words. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm being serious. Like, whenever I see your page and I'm like, damn, she has gone viral again. You know, like, so, but that didn't start in a day, you understand? Mm-hmm. For example, my, my page, I, I became active on Twitter in October. Okay, I was at 368 followers then. I've been on I've been on Twitter since 2013, but I basically was not active. I was just doing my thing on a low. But then I became active on Twitter in October, and now it's, it's over. It's close to 7,500. Grown into a community, you understand? Yeah. So everything takes process. Like when you are consistent, when you are consistent with something. You definitely make your headway. So that was it. Pitching, pitching, and pitching. Don't just don't get tired. Don't get tired. Don't, don't get, get tired. tired. Don't get discouraged. Yeah. Because one thing is this: the more knows you hear, okay? When someone tells you no, it means they don't know. That's why I tell myself. Oh. I know it sounds like pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the more people that tell you no shows they don't know what you have to offer. Okay? Wow. And the more knows you hear leads you to um, the tendency of getting a yes. But the less you know you get to yes, okay, leads you to much more rejection. Because you, you keep being like, okay, fine. What do, when you hear no, you observe. This is what I do. Whenever I teach a client, after the emails and all, I try to observe them. You get on a call. When you're on the call, you are able to observe the tonality of the person you're able yeah. to know okay yeah. fine will this person convert okay you understand so i do say that when you're on the phone and you are like letting the person understand that this is how it is you definitely get to convert most people i, I say that 
if you let the rejections get to you, it will be very, very difficult for you to um, get forward, get ahead with whatever it is you're doing. So just don't quit. When you don't quit, you eventually win. It's a race. Life, life, life is a race. Yeah. If you, if you stop running, you will never get to the finish line. That's it. Right. Nah, you said that. Nah, that was a word. Woo! Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, with all that being said, so you were freelancing first, e-com. Yeah. What is your current hustle now? Because, you know, I can't figure it out. Like, you're saying you have a team of Facebook ad sharks basically somewhere. Like, what, what's going on right now with you? Okay, um, currently I'm more of a a business coach, a consultant, like um, to startups, alpha consultants to startups. Uh, I'm more of a digital marketer now, but yeah. still, I have those that run my e-commerce store. That one is mostly on autopilot. I, I do less work now. I'm three years in on e-commerce, um, four years in on freelancing. So. I do freelancing, but basically now I'm more of a coach, okay? Um, I teach businesses strategies of um, how to make much more revenue in less time and how the pitfalls they can avoid businesses make, you understand? Mm. I've, I've, I've taken on a lot of businesses. I've observed the mistakes they make, okay? I know this is what not to do and this is what you should do. And I also... From my own personal experiences, I also offer a little, I wouldn't say that's the main also. I just say I offer um, like mentorship. Yeah, I offer mentorship to youth. Um, I offer mentorship to financial consult- consultants. I help them, you know, most people these days are one of, they do one of businesses. Most don't know the money lies in having a recurring source of revenue. Uh-huh. If you don't, if you have most people, uh, if you have, uh, if you have a consultancy agency, and you just cons- you offer consultation for someone, and the person doesn't come back, that shows you you lack competence. And people these days just want to make money. They don't establish relationships. I say that treat your your business the same way you treat a romantic relationship. If you want to grow, you have to see your your customers as lifelong partners. Yeah. That's the way to mark to get the most out of your business. So I just offer that to people. But my main business now is my agency, my consultancy agency. I offer consultation to businesses and I have an ebook currently although it's mainly for um, the, the Nigerian African audience that wants to go into dropshipping because to be candid it is very very difficult for, for them to thrive in this right now payment gateways are issues um, they don't know how to source for suppliers how to avoid being scammed that like there are a lot of things I have to put together uh, due to demands from the African audience. So that's it. That's basically what I do now. Alpha consultations. Okay. So that's really interesting because um, no one would expect 
someone to produce a product mainly for an audience such as Nigerian youngsters who are hungry for money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, the speciality of the offer is the fact that you were once them. So the reason why your offer is probably like, it looks like an irresistible offer to them is because yeah. you know exactly their challenges. You know exactly how you yeah. face them and you kind of went through the adversity so you were able to build a product that literally will help them step by step essentially exactly. yeah and yeah so this is we're now getting like a recurring theme here in terms of like we we interviewed chris as well you know chris obviously um and it seems like everyone's teaching from their experiences even though yeah. people might have different audiences there's still someone willing to buy what you're selling Uh, I kind of want to touch a little bit more into that because even for us, we like we love the black British market. We do, but they're not as hungry as we would love them to be. <laughs> Just because of the like being in this country, people are comfortable, like yeah. extremely yeah. comfortable. The way laws and the way this country runs, it is not as dire as especially not as dire as Nigeria, but <laughs> even, even in the US, <laughs> the US are suffering there. as, no, no, of course, like you see that you eat or you don't, like you guys are going ham. And I, I definitely saw that when I was in Ghana in the summer last year. Um, and the US as well, these guys have to pay for so much. That country is so expensive that people again are hungry in the UK. Ah, we're cool like we've got the nhs we've got this and that we're kind of comfortable so i just kind of want to touch on like creating an offer or creating something for people who need it and kind of like changing people's minds on like selling because people might think you're a scammer i'm sure someone thinks you're a scammer like everyone thinks anyone selling anything is a scammer but at the end of the day you've made that product to help someone And that's all yeah. it should be. Yeah. 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 So I, I just kind of like want you to to go into like how you even thought of creating this product and putting it out oh, and okay. why you thought it was necessary. Oh. Okay. Um, this is what happened. I made a tweet. Okay, and went viral. Um, I I was like showcasing the the challenges I had to face. You understand? It was more like a trip. I was, this is it. I got back from school. I was tired. You understand? Most times, um, things I do that get enough accolades are in my state of rest. You understand? Mm -hmm. So I got back from school that day. I was tired. I don't watch TV. I barely watch TV. So I was tired and I just sat in my room and I felt like, fine, yeah, just tweet this. And I shared it and it received a whole lot of mentions. It went viral, you understand? And then people were like, oh, can you teach us? Can you teach us? You understand? So it took me a lot. And I had been documenting my own experience before. Mm. That's it. I journal most of things that happened. So I like um, use it to hold myself accountable. Am I progressing? 
am I better than where I was before? You understand? Yeah. So I was already writing most of this before, but not as detailed as when the demand was high. Okay. I was receiving a lot of demands. Can you teach us? Can you teach us? Can you teach us? And I'm like, fine, I'll teach you. But then I, I spoke with my mentor and he was like, sell your brain. That was basically what he told me. Okay. He told me, sell your brain. And I was like, okay, no problem. I'll do that. And I created it. It took me a long time. It took me a whole lot of time to um, edit it, see which one should I put out, which which one should I not put out, okay? So, I created a beta group on Telegram for them to get access to it first. And I received a lot of reviews, like a good, a whole lot of good feedbacks. But then, it came with challenges. People do. See, I believe if you are trying to train people about things, most of them are not that enlightened for them not to call you a fraud or yeah. a scam. Okay. You understand? They feel like you are ripping them off. And I'm like, wait, you go to school, you spend four years in the university and you go back in debt. Like, you have debt around your neck and you don't even have a secure and stable job. Okay? Mm. And you are calling someone that is probably creating a $200 um, info product that can make you thousands. You are calling the person a scam. Who is being scammed here? The school is scamming you or the individual. Fine. We know there are individuals that would like to rip you off. But I'm like, I have more than enough for myself. I'm creating this to help you guys out. So when I started generating a lot of reviews and People were endorsing it and they're like, oh, fine, this is good, this is good. That was when uh, my designer, fine, let me push it out. And yeah, that's been yeah. good. The journey has been good so far, okay? Uh, but what I'm thinking of doing now is <coughs> later creating a course. But you know, everything is, uh, how do I put it? Everything is an issue currently because being in Nigeria is more handicapping the situation i can't i can't put the cost up on teachable there's no way i'll get paid you can't use stripe you can't use paper so i'm thinking well maybe when i'll be done in school in two months time so maybe if i travel out of the country and then i can create something for the nigerian audience and basically yeah now go global create something for the global audience so yeah it's been tough Honestly, being a creative, you, you have a lot of issues you face. And then now coming from a country where fraud is rampant, people don't want to trust what you say, people don't want to be associated with you. But then I make it clear that, say, I stand against fraud. So there's no way I'll commit fraud. And more so, my name is very, very important to me. Like, you, you can bring money and I'll to hell with your money if I know that this thing will cause disrepute. Most people mm-hmm. are not after that. Most people are after the money. Just give me the money and let's get on with it. But me? Yeah. Nah. Anything that will soil my name, I'll never, I'll never go for it. So that's it. There are challenges, a whole lot of challenges. I, I tweeted sometimes ago that being a Nigerian, living in Nigeria is more of a cause than a blessing. 
<laughs> honestly, for yes. this, you know, we, we still have to thrive. Still have to thrive. Yeah, definitely. So that's like, the, that's the journey so far. Yeah, I find it really inspiring how like the situation <laughs> the situation if you listen to the situation or if you look at the circumstance it's yeah. it's insurmountable it's something that just cannot be overcome like the political situation in Nigeria right now I mean I don't know yeah. how to what the media is saying is but from our standpoint everything I hear about Nigeria since Buhari came into power has been horrible that's horrendous <laughs> So like, yeah. <laughs> for you to ascend like this in the time of Buhari's reign it's just testament to the fact that someone who has the right mindset will get it done no matter what the circumstance is definitely. saying definitely definitely I just love see you and then all day I see America and saying Trump is the reason that they can't win Trump is the reason that they can't ascend. It's like, you live in America. Mm. <laughs> you, you live in the land of opportunity. Honestly, if I was born in the US, man, I'd be a fucking billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> like, fam, <wow>, damn. <laughs> They've got it so good over there. <laughs> <laughs> just goes to show though that even a really good excuse is still just a good it's still just an excuse a first world country alright <laughs> the network is breaking the network, like, it was disconnecting before. Okay. But yeah, Travis, what did you say? Oh, yeah, I was just saying that it just goes to show that even a really good excuse is still just an excuse. Because, yeah, Abdul, your situation was bad. Yeah, you, you're not in a first world country. Yeah, there are limited resources. Yeah, it's hard to get paid. But you managed it. Why? Because... You have the drive and the motivation to make it happen. Yeah. So when someone here now tells me, when I when I tell someone, oh yeah, you can do things for yourself, you can freelance, you can use your skills, and they tell me it's not that simple, well, they can I'll put, I'll direct them to this episode and tell them, listen to what Abdul told you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like seriously, there's a reason why I wanted you to come on. Honestly, you're killing it anyway. Yeah. But we hear so many excuses from our black British people. From some of them, they have excuse after excuse after excuse. And a lot of them don't even have people to look after. They don't have kids. They don't have children. They don't have... They, they, most of them are in university, so they have all the time. Not all the time, but they have time. And yet, somehow, their heads are so stuck that they just have to do things the way that they've been told... Like it can only be done through. Yeah, you have to get a job, and then you have to, and then, and it's like, what? 
Like literally this episode is gonna just it's I think it's gonna roast everybody. It's just like guys, you actually have no excuse now. Just like how, how me, I've decided this month, it's not even just this month, but I'm getting in the habit now of just pitch, 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 pitch every single day, pitch, 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 pitch. Because that's what it's gonna take. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And if someone here in UK can tell me in my face that they can't do it, then I will just say Abdul did it. <laughs> and that's a wrap. And they can't say anything. Yeah, so honestly, I do say living in a like living in a third world country doesn't mean you can't make it. I tell people around me, don't resort to fraud and always be able to think outside the box. Okay. Uh People think we need to do things according to how our parents have done it. But then I'm like, no, 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 no. Come on. They did things according to what worked in their own era. We have, we have access to literally anything we want. In fact, we have information overload now. Yeah. You can immediately connect with, uh, with someone in Estonia. And they'll send you a file. <laughs> Something our parents had to take camels. They had to take train rides. You understand? They had to face a lot of um, circumstances, problems before they could achieve this. And now we have everything at the tip of our finger. I say it. If you have a phone, you have access to the internet, you have no excuse not to even make money. Like, Imagine someone is over here and you can build an empire on the internet. Like, okay, for example, dropshipping, you don't need to come in contact with your products. You don't need to, uh, how would I put it? You don't even need to meet with the supplier. You don't need to buy um, a house to store your products yourself. Everything is basically being done for you. You only need the skill set, be able to market your products and that's all. So, we have everything, honestly. We have everything. Uh, I'll switch, switch nationality with someone in the first world country <laughs> <laughs> at the blink of an eye. Honestly, like, this, I don't know. Well, we, we, don't, we don't all have the same drive. We don't all have the same mindset. Yeah. And I think it is even because... Um, I mean, a country that everything is tough for you to succeed. Maybe that's what made um, me toughen up. Like, okay, fine. I need to do this. I need to do this. But I think everything all just falls back to the mindset you have. If um, No matter how rich your pocket is, if your mind is poor, you would definitely never succeed in life. That's yeah. it. You can... You can inherit a fortune, you can inherit billions, but if you don't have a rich mindset, you would lose everything. So uh, I think that's just it. That's how I live my life. I live my life like, okay, fine. If I were to die today, what would people say about me? Would I die for field? So that's mm. how I spend every 24 hours. Would I die for field? And am I living someone else's dream or am I living my own dream? That's, that's mm. the difference. You can work for someone. You can work 
Well, I tweeted something again uh-huh. that um, if you don't work on your if you don't work on your own dreams, someone will hire you to work on on theirs. So that's how it is. You either have the drive or you are dead. Wow. Honestly. Yep. You either have the drive or you are dead. Definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, so someone asked me a question earlier today and it may, really made me okay. think um, and I want to ask you. So okay. imagine now that you're at the end of your life and, and someone's asking you what what does heaven look like to you and what does hell look like to you? So three things that kind of would be the perfect your perfect idea of living a perfect life and then three things would be put the worst idea of that perfect of your life basically so if you if you were at the end of your life and you and you did these three things you would be disappointed and then three things that you um really would want to do okay um first that would be disappointed if i don't achieve is living a fulfilled life in the sense that I'm not able to uh, provide my mom, right? Mm-hmm. If I can't provide uh, my mom with enough before she dies, yeah. okay? You know definitely our parents will die. Mm-hmm. But then if I can't reciprocate for all she has done, because to be candid, being um, growing up, I grew up with my mom. Um, I think I, I didn't say this, but... My parents got divorced when I was eight and my mom was granted the custody of myself and my kid sister. Okay. okay. Now, if I can't, how would I put it? If I can't to an extent say this woman enjoyed the fruit of our labor before she dies and I eventually reach the end of my own life, no, I, I'm not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. That's one. Now, the second one is this. If I don't impact people enough, yeah. like when I die and I don't see, I believe being given a statue doesn't make you immortal. But being on the minds of people, being etched deep into the minds of people that for generations to come, they would always say, no, there once was a man that lived. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. they are able to say, fine. Even if it is not monetary, like, it's not like I give them money, but through the influence and the authority I could not, I'm able to impact their lives positively. Yeah. Then I've not yet achieved a fulfilled life. Okay. If that doesn't happen. And now this is the kind of father I would have wished to have when I was a kid to my kids. Yeah. I'm not fulfilled. So you see all these three things are not monetary. I do mm. tell people that value doesn't come from money. It is what the money achieves for you that is the end goal. We all yes. want money. I want to be rich. Yeah, I want to be. I want to be freaking rich. Like I want to be rich. But <laughs> money is not the end goal. But what money achieves for me, and all these, mm. things, all these three things can't be achieved if I'm not rich, right? But then money is not. Money is not the goal. Money is never the goal. But money is as in. 
potential to have to achieve all these goals. So that's it. Now, for me to live a fulfilled life, oh my God, I want to have enough adventure. <laughs> yeah. I want to, like, you know, I'm being constrained to Nigeria. I want to leave this country. <laughs> I want to have enough, enough adventure. Like, when I'm on my deathbed, if they ask me, which country have you not been to? I'll be like, except they've never discovered this country. <laughs> like, uh, the freedom, I want to have, <laughs> I want to have that freedom. Like, okay, fine, I can wake up a day and be like, I want to travel to Seychelles. Like, I'm just going to Seychelles. That's where I want to have Tina. And I'm going with my kids. I'm going, no boss to um, report to or anything. That's when I have fuck you money. I call it fuck you money. Yeah. Like, you can tell someone, hey, you want to give me money? Fuck you. I don't want your money. That's the fuck you. <laughs> Honestly, that's one. Now, the second thing is, I want to have a very, very lovely family. A family where my kids can see me as their best friends. Like, my kids come home. I come home. I am feeling fulfilled. You know, no matter how much you have as a man or even as a woman, if you don't have um, a fulfilled life, that is, you don't derive happiness from home, your life will be cut short. I want that. I want to, yeah. have, I want to have a loving home. No matter everything that happens, I want to be able to pull through. I don't want to have issues. I don't want, I don't want to have extramarital affairs. I don't want to have anything beyond joy in my like i don't want to have anything less than joy in my family having my kids my daughter should come home daddy this is what happened you know that that fulfills um your essence on earth i don't want to i don't want to just exist i want to live life there's a difference you can you can exist you can be walking and never be fulfilled but i want to be fulfilled i want to live to the fullest yeah, like have my kids. Um, I should be the best father I can be to my kids. Be the best lover I can be to my woman, and be the best to my family, my extended family. You understand? And now the last one. <laughs> um, I would say the last one is to be, uh, yeah, immortalized, be in the minds of people to have touched a lot of lives, changed the orientation of the African youth that you need to do fraud because it is, it is very, very celebrated. You know, fraud stars are celebrated. So I want to change that. I want to change that. If I can change that, that fraud is never the way. I know I'm already doing it because my page is growing and I get a lot of... In fact, I get... A, I, I had a 60-year-old that reached out to me and he was like, see, if you can just keep doing what you're doing, God will bless you because... You made him. You made him understand that. <laughs> you made him understand that um, you can build your ideal life. Yeah. From any age, he says. This man says he wants me to be his mentor, and I was just laughing. You can imagine this mm-hmm. is the five-year-old telling a twenty-one-year-old to be his mentor, and he says See, he doesn't care to spend any amount. He just wants to tap into my wealth of knowledge. So that's so that's, crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if I can, 
impact the humanity infinitely and fulfilled. Oh, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Honestly, um, just like being able to, to to have all of those things, and that you touched on a really important point that money is just a tool that's going to get you there. Um, a lot of people make money their god. A lot of people make money the thing they chase, and when you chase off the money, you become desperate. Yeah, and no one likes desperation. No, because you can no. smell desperation from a mile off. You have to understand the why. You have to know where you're going, why you want to go there, in order to get there. You can't just be, I want money. I want to be like this person. Yeah. So. Huh? Yeah. Um, boy, yeah. No, Abdul did it. He. <laughs> He took us all, all the places we needed to go. Um, <laughs> um, this is something that we've now started to ask. Um, now that we can't ask, what does financial freedom mean to you? Because now we're actually talking to people who are financially free. Um, but what would you say? What are the three uh, like tips? What are three pieces of advice? you could give to anyone at the beginning of their journey to financial freedom, the, the beginning of their journey to entrepreneurism or anything, just wealth building. What are the three key things? Your best. Give us your best here. Okay. Okay. Um, it will be tough and rough, but Diamond receives a lot of cuts before it becomes valuable. So no matter what you face, just perspire and have a lot of energy. Like Because you have to be your biggest hype man. People will love you for what they want to get from you. No one... See, even a mother doesn't love her child unconditionally because she loves the child because she feels fine. This child came out through me. So that's another type of love and it is conditional. Although, yeah. fine, it is the highest level of love you yeah. can exercise. But then, just to know that you will face, don't run away from issues. Don't run away from any obstacle you face because it is normal. If you want to succeed, you will definitely face issues. So, just be strong. You will come out of it like you would appreciate the journey. Love the process, not the results. That's the second. Love the process. Fall in love with the process, not the results. There are yeah. a lot of people that want to become millionaires, they want to become billionaires, but they hate the process. They hate having to sit. See, I sat at home, went monk mode for 118 days because I wanted to make money, right? You would have temptations, definitely. You have friends that will tell you, let's go out, let's go. I don't clock. That's it. I don't club because I believe those are as I could use it at home to make much more money and own my skills. So can you give us that again? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, you should not because of obstacles quit. Like okay, you should decide that you would pass. That. You, your desire should um, make you love whatever it is you're doing 
and fall in love with the process, not the results. Okay, yeah. you should love you should love the process because it will be tough. <laughs> but <laughs> you never like you would never find um, a diamond valuable if it was not uh, if it didn't go through the processes of being refined. So see the journey as part of it. Fall in love with the process and you'd eventually get the results. And the last one I would say is this. Lift up others. We rise by lifting others. Leaders make leaders. Okay? Just make up your mind that when you're done, whenever you... And you think it's this. The more problems you solve, okay? The more problems you solve, the more money you make. When you help someone solve the problem, you make much more money. So by by lifting up others, you're also lifting yourself up because you can't you can't draw someone up when you are down. It's not possible. Okay? You can't be down. It's just like a dwarf trying to draw someone that is tall up. It's not possible. But when you are at the peak, where you think is the peak, and you lift others up, then you be propelled beyond what you can think of. So that's it. That's the three. That's the three that works the most for me. Be your hype man. No more. No matter what. No one can love you like you love yourself. No one. Yeah. You love yourself. Yeah. You face issues. There are times you feel like you are depressed. Clients don't pay you your money. Whatever it is. Just fall in love with the process. You will eventually get your results. So wow. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Honestly, thank you so much for coming on. You have no idea how much you've inspired me. Um, and I'm sure you've inspired our listeners. Um, just because now they know it's almost impossible not to succeed, you know, at any age. And also, it's almost impossible not to have influence at any age when you're doing something right and when you're doing something good. So I hope this will, you know, help others see, help you guys who are listening. I hope you understand that you can do this too because you are probably in a better position (laughs) than Abdul is. You're probably in a better position, probably in a better house, a better country, a better, you know, I don't even know. Healthcare is probably great for you, but sadly your bank account is just not where Abdul's is. <laughs> people, people, people have free healthcare and they're complaining about life. Free healthcare, access to everything they want when they want it, and they complain. We have Amazon Prime. <laughs> like we have two-hour delivery. Really, guys. <laughs> Nah, this is just do you know what this is it's just perspective this is really what this is this is perspective this is wow like Uh, I was doing this anyway you know I was doing the right things anyway but this is just solidified that I am actually falling in love with the process yeah I don't even care how many people don't respond to my pitches I'm pitching them four five six times (laughs) I don't care fam this is the game this is just it's just a number it's just yeah. don't take it personal it's just you're gonna get the yes you don't know when it's gonna happen but just put in the work and put in as much work as you can every single day and yeah, sure. you'll make it that you. Wait, sorry no go ahead yeah go ahead no I was realising that 
literally every success story you ever hear, like all the stories that we use to inspire us, like, oh my God, this person's so amazing. Every single one is like somewhere along the line is them being told no over and over and over again and refusing to give exactly. up. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that just tells me the entirety of life is about pitching until someone, until the world gives you a yes, just continuing. Definitely. Pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like literally, like no, no is is it's the key. The no is the key, basically. Yeah. In every story, it's crazy. True, right? It's crazy. And even the funny part about no's, when you hear a no, like Abdul does, like I do now, in terms of analyzing what's happening, if you maybe pitched a certain way, or if uh, this is the reason why I didn't land, or in the sales call, this flopped for this reason. You look at this, you analyze this, and this is why the yes is coming closer than you think. Because it, within that analysis stage, once you're seeing, or after consistent effort, you'll progressively get better. Nate Schmidt says something really funny. He said, what, um, the time that you know you're ready to have you know, a client, and this is with no experience, is when you're able to land a client through a pitch. Like yes. your experience, like your experience with, is within the pitching process. You yeah. build the skill, yeah. or especially copywriting for us. You, we build the skill through the pitches because yeah. every single pitch is, is, is different. It, it's better yeah. the next time. We, we've optimized it this time. We might have, I don't know, one or two more experiences where we've managed to gain, you know, some sort of leverage or, a testimonial so now we can throw that in there so it really is about the process and it's it do you know it sounds like it's hard to fall in love with it it sounds like it's hard but it's not hard because when you're in it and when you change your mindset from oh my gosh this is a rejection to oh no this is an opportunity to become better mm, mm. that's when you'll start to love the process and you'll just be at peace to be honest until you just hear the yes you'll just be like yeah, okay. This is normal. Yeah. Honestly. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. It's been great to have you on. It's been amazing. <laughs> and continue to inspire people, man. Continue doing that. Thanks, man. We're going to change some lives and I'm sure you've already changed many already. <laughs> uh, Abdul, you're the guy, man. We're going to keep on talking to each other. One day we'll see each other. One day we'll Definitely. all meet up and we'll laugh at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, move to London. You're ahead of me anyway, <laughs> but we'll laugh because that adversity brought us together even though you're how many miles away from me right now? Yeah. Like you're in Nigeria killing it. Like, just know that. Just keep on doing you, man. Just keep on killing it on Twitter. Move 100%. To video. Just, just take over the world, man. Just <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. Maybe one of these days, after school, if I come to maybe the UK, we'll, we'll get to the top. Yeah, 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 for right. sure, for great, sure. Man. And we can't disappoint with our results either, obviously. We've got, <laughs> yeah. we've got that. <laughs> Thank you very much. I really do appreciate this. Yeah, so thank nice you guys morning. for listening. Yeah. yeah, so thank you guys listening once again. 
Sorry, my mom is screaming in the background. Thank you guys once again <laughs> for listening to Rice at Home. We've got Abdul here from Nigeria. Just know that you can do it. It's possible. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode with anybody, your mom, your uncle, even your baby cousin, anybody. Okay? Um, wait, and wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh? Wait, Abdul, where can the people find you? How can they follow you? Oh, on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Um, at H H Q A W I Y Y. H Q A W I Y Y. I'm on Twitter. So, um, guys, we're gonna link that in the description below. Follow him. He gives all the gems. He thinks my tweets are great. No, I'm swiping my tweets from him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> now I'm just saying not all of them not all of them literally them copyrighted copyrighted <laughs> 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 uh. she's the boss when it comes to tweeting so don't mind yeah, you know yeah. what I, I might you, you know much, I, might, I might release a product or two but um, yeah um, once again you know if you can't buy it twice just know that there's rice at home <laughs> <laughs>